We'll be reading again tonight from Exodus chapter 8, Exodus chapter 8, beginning in verse 20, actually picking up where we left off this morning in Exodus chapter 8. We continue our walk through grown-up doctrines in our children's Bible stories. And as I mentioned this morning, if you have any children's Bible story books, start thumbing through that. Moses is in there, and Pharaoh, and the uh, ten plagues are in there. A lot of big lessons in each of these plagues. We won't cover them one by one, but we want to look at several things that happen across two or three of the plagues, and there's a common theme that begins to emerge. And unfortunately, it's not a common theme in that it's common to these plagues, it's common in that we still see some of these things today. In Exodus chapter 8, beginning in verse 20, would you stand as the scriptures read, please? And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Or else, if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people, and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies will be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow, this sign shall be. And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, It is not right to do so. For if we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God, if we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, then will they not stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness to sacrifice to the Lord our God as he commanded us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go, that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. Then Moses said, Indeed, I am going out from you. I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from the Pharaoh, from his servants, from his people. But let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully any more in letting the people go sacrifice to the Lord. Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, neither would he let the people go. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word and how relevant it is today. It's relevant to us, and we ask that we would take these lessons to heart. We need them now. We'll need them later. We ask that you would remind us of these things when we need them the most. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, of course, we looked at Pharaoh's heart condition. I want to look today at the compromises of Pharaoh. Now, we look at this passage of Scripture, and somebody might say, Aha, Pharaoh is wearing down. Before, he said, I absolutely will not let you go. Now, instead of forbidding them 
to go and serve the Lord, he attempts to control how they will serve and how they will worship in the name of compromise. Unfortunately, the compromises of Pharaoh did not disappear when the children of Israel left Egypt. In fact, these compromises followed them all the way through to the end of their journey and all the way through the Old Testament. And unfortunately, many of these compromises are still found today. Three compromises of Pharaoh. Compromise number one, verse 25. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron, go sacrifice to your God. Now we'll stop right there and say, hey, he gave them what they wanted. But look at the last of that sentence. Go sacrifice to God in the land. And what he meant is you stay here. You stay here. Don't go out there. You can stay here and worship. You can stay here and sacrifice. And sounds like, hey, that's a compromise. Why not meet Pharaoh halfway? Well, two problems with this. Number one, Moses knew something about what they would be doing. They would be sacrificing bulls and rams. Now, what did we mention this morning? We mentioned this morning they worshipped animals. Some of their gods, of course, had the vestige of a bull. One of their gods had the vestige of a ram. And he said, this, this won't happen. And you know what will happen. We start sacrificing bulls and rams. And he said, it'd be an abomination to the people of Egypt. They'll see us in our worship and they'll stone us. You'll have a riot. You can't do that. So Moses was thinking ahead. But there's something else that's even a bigger problem. And you might say, what's a bigger problem than having a riot in the land being stoned by the Egyptians? The bigger problem is found in chapter 5, verse 1. Chapter 5, verse 1. From the very start, read closely. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. The bigger problem is Pharaoh's solution is not what God said. Now it sounds like Hey, wait a minute. Let's just meet him halfway. Let's see if we can just do what, what he recommends. But that's not what he said. He said, let them leave this land and go into the wilderness. Later on, it was scheduled three days' journey. Three days from here to there. Not in the land. Not very far away. So the bigger problem is the compromise may have sounded like you're not going to make any waves in Egypt if you do it this way. But who, who are you going to make waves with? God said do it another way. They would not be following the directions of God if they followed the compromise of Pharaoh. Now, Moses stood firm. He said... We will go three days' journey in the wilderness, sacrifice the Lord our God as he will command us. He didn't take the compromise. 
didn't take it at all. Now, what do we have that compromise today? Notice what he said. Take my compromise and take the easy way out. You can worship right here and kind of fit in with everybody and there won't be any waves made. Then he said, okay, I'll let you go, but don't go too far. Here's the compromise. Yeah, we can have a little church. We can have a little Christianity, but don't carry this dedication thing too, too far. We, we don't want to carry this too far. You don't want to go too far on the other side of that. People will think you're a Jesus freak. You, you just don't want to do that. Just a little bit. Just enough to have something. But don't go overboard with this business of serving God. Well, God has particular instructions on how we're to serve, how we're to love him, and how we're to worship him, right? And so, therefore, the compromise of Pharaoh is not a compromise. It's a sellout. Compromise number 2, chapter 10, verse 7. Chapter 10, verse 7. Then Pharaoh's servant said to him, this is in the middle of the locust plague. Pharaoh's servant said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet know that Egypt is destroyed? So Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh. And he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God. Now who are the ones that are going? Moses said, We will go with our young and with our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds, we will go. We must hold a feast to the Lord. Then he said to them, The Lord had better be with you when I let you and your little ones go. Beware, for evil is ahead of you. Compromise number two. Go ahead. Worship God, but it's your own private business. Don't bring your family into it. Don't try to push that off on your family. You can have your church life, and you can have your home life. Don't try to mix up the two. That's the compromise, because it's a whole lot easier if it's just between you and God and it's your own business. Serve the Lord, but don't involve your family. That's not how God envisioned our service with the Lord, is it? God gave them specific instructions in Deuteronomy chapter 6. We had this past description very recently. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Jesus quoted this one. But you look at the whole chapter and you realize, whole passage, you realize what God has in mind when we serve the Lord with our heart, soul, and strength. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command to you today will be in your heart. Look in verse 7. And you will teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Now what did he say? You serve God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and you bring your family into it. That's what God said. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture admonition of who? Not Pharaoh. God. 
That's how God wants us to serve him, is to involve our family. Now, what was, what was Pharaoh's ploy here? He knew if the men went and left their wives and children behind, they, they'd never slip away and, and make a run for the border, so to speak. And he also knew they were leaving worship, leave the wives and children behind. Well, then while they're gone, we, can, we could probably influence these little kids. Daddy's gone. Daddy's gone to worship. Kids are left behind in the land. The mercy of an Egyptian culture. You see, he knew that children needed godly parents. And children needed parents who would bring them in to their worship of the Lord. And the compromise was, yeah, go ahead and serve God, but leave your family out of it. God says, oh, no, no, I intend for the family to be a part of your worship to the Lord. And I'm so appreciative of the church that we have, that we have so many kids, we have to build a playground. I love that because we have so many youngsters that have somewhere for them to come and to be together and to be together as families. And we have a church that's willing to invest in a youth program. And even if it means spending some money to reach the next generation. You see, it says, teach them diligently to your children. Who's going to teach our children the things of God? MTV won't. Netflix won't. HBO won't. Who's going to teach them? It'll have to be us. Because if we don't, they won't get taught. We're the ones. And it's quite interesting. I can't go any further without checking this. Notice in verse 7 of chapter 10, Pharaoh's servant said to him, How long will this man be a snare to us? According to them, who's causing the trouble? Moses. It's not Pharaoh's disobedience. It's not straying away from and, and refusing to do God's will. Who is it? The messenger. The man that's telling them what God is saying. All of a sudden, he's the problem. You remember when in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 17, Elijah approaches Ahab the king. Ahab the king wants to get real snarky with Elijah and says, Oh, it's you, the guy that's troubling Israel. Oh, no, no. Elijah was not Israel's problem. Ahab was the problem. But who did he blame it on? The guy who's bringing all this, thus saith the Lord, business. And there was Moses telling them what God's word said. And they said, he's the problem. How long will you be a snare to us? So not only did Pharaoh like to compromise, he also liked to shift the blame. But let's go to compromise number three, chapter 10, verse 24. Chapter 10, verse 24. Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. Let your little ones go also go with you. But Moses said, we, You must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock shall also go with us. Not a hoof will be left behind. We must take some of them to serve the Lord our God, and even we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive 
there. Compromise number three. A little religion's a good thing, but I'm going to leave my money out of it. It's exactly what he said. You can go worship, but leave your flocks and your herds back here. Go on out there and do all the worship you want to, but don't sacrifice anything. And so we realize a lot of times a little Christianity, just like, a, like the Brill Cream commercial, a little dab will do you. But don't go overboard and start spending a whole bunch of my money here. We, we don't want to get, no, we don't want to do that. Well, this was Pharaoh's compromise. And unfortunately, the children of Israel didn't leave that compromise behind. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 8. While you're turning, just give you an overview of what's going on here. Exodus is one of the first books of the Old Testament. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament. From Exodus to Malachi, 900 years. 900 years and the nation of Israel has gone through 900 years of existence. In some of the last words of the Bible, God has to address the same compromise that Pharaoh is wanting to pass off on the children of Israel. Go ahead and serve. Believe all your stuff out of it. And look at Malachi chapter 3 verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. There may food, be food in my house. And try me now in this, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven, pour out for you such a blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. 900 years later, and they're still saying a little bit of religion's good, but I'm going to leave my money out of it. So we understand a lot of times that's a compromise that people face, and they have to make a, an important decision. But now if you turn two or three pages over, a few pages over, but a world away, you're getting into the New Testament, to Matthew chapter 3, verse 19. Six, chapter 6, verse 19. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth for where moth and rust does destroy and thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in to steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You can turn that coin around. Where your heart is, there's where your treasure is going to be. What I like to do, what I want to do, that's what I'm going to funnel my money in. When I really love God, when I'm not afraid to invest what God has given to me. And so Pharaoh says, eh, you can serve the Lord without giving him anything. You don't have to sacrifice anything to serve the Lord. And God called their hand to it. And then Jesus said, what we're willing to give also reflects our heart. And I'm thankful this is not a struggle. 
I'm thankful we don't have that struggle here. But let me tell you, our tithes and offerings aren't a financial issue about the bills of the church. Tithes and offerings are a spiritual issue between me and God and how I'm willing to serve. Am I going to serve him with a stingy hand or am I going to serve him generously? One thing I believe we've all learned, if you ever start serving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you can't outgive him. You can't outgive him. He will bless you in so many ways. The three compromises of Pharaoh, poison to our lives, poison to our personal lives. We've been tempted to follow these compromises before, and I guarantee we'll be tempted to go that way again, won't we? Because the easiest thing Satan can do is not to say, oh, don't serve God. Well, well, we won't buy that. But he says, just serve him a little bit. Be, a, be level-headed about it. Don't go overboard. And if we do that, we hadn't compromised. We've disobeyed because that's not what God said. Is there anything before we close? Let's stand and be dismissed with a word of prayer. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate you for being here tonight. Be praying for all of you through the week.